0: new plots to erase 9-11 from our minds. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, your terrorist therapist. Uh, we're going to be talking today in the, on the eve, so to speak, of the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 coming up. And before I get into, um, into it, let me just tell you or remind you if you've heard me talk about this before. the real 9-11 changed my life. And that is what made me become the terrorist therapist. Um, I was born and bred in New York City. And so when the Twin Towers were hit, I decided that I would devote a significant portion of my work to helping people deal with the memory of 9-11, which is still affecting us today and um, to help people become more resilient for the terror attacks that are coming. And if you have been listening, you know that I always warn there are terror attacks coming. Um, In fact, we are more vulnerable today to terror attacks to another 9-11, for example, um, than we were at the original 9-11 so that is why um actually so i've written two books about terrorism i talk about terrorism in the media and at um meetings you know public engagements and so on and um do various things you know to to help people to realize basically that terrorists are not one and done they have not uh, they don't believe that as horrible as 9-11 was, as devastating to America, that uh, that's all they have to do. They are, have been planning and continue, they've been planning for over a thousand years. So um, this, is not, this is not something that's going to go away. Um, so every year, starting actually with the 20th anniversary. So this is my third year. I um, have a mobile billboard a truck going around Manhattan, especially near Ground Zero, as close as they can get. um, And in DC, Washington, DC, that plays a video that a music video that I created uh, for the 20th anniversary. And um, it has, you know, all kinds of things on it. First of all, why we mustn't forget 9-11, never forget. Um, then also if if you have symptoms that are being triggered, you know, PTSD symptoms of 9-11 that are being triggered each anniversary, uh, what you can do, how you can recognize the symptoms and get help, how to talk to kids about terrorism and so on. And um, so I'm gonna be having that this year again. That is, that is my way, uh, my, you know, my part in trying to remind people why it is so important to never forget. Meanwhile, however, <laughs> there, are, there has been, uh, particularly with the, Bi- with the Obama-Biden White House, there has been a concerted effort to make us forget 9-11, to make us not honor or commemorate the anniversary. And um, this is a very dangerous path we're going down. So I hope that you have figured out something that you're going to do for 9-11. It could be something really simple like um planting a flower if you have a garden, planting, planting a bush, planting a flower in honor of the people who died, and in honor of the heroes, the the first responders, and so on. And I'm going to tell you some other things that there they there are going on in New York, but I'm sure um wherever you're <laughs> well, I shouldn't say wherever you're listening from because i hope some people are listening from the middle east where i doubt where some of the countries in any case i doubt well they are celebrating 9 11 actually i take that back they are they're probably celebrating the anniversary of 9 11 more than we are doing in the united states because of all these things that are happening to try to get us to forget so i'm going to tell you um about about what's been happening. And it's, it's been, um, this year has been especially bad for what the Obama-Biden White House is trying to do. Now, you probably know that Ilhan Omar, the US representative from Minnesota, she um, has said, and it's been repeated because it was so outrageous. Uh, she said, some people did something when talking about 9-11 and she would like um, this to be the dispassionate way that we all talked about 9-11. Oh, well, some people did something, you know, on that day, you know. Um, and there are people like Obama and Biden, and even New York City's Mayor Eric Adams, and Governor Kathy Hochul, Hochul however you pronounce her last name, I don't like her. <laughs> um, in any case, I don't like what she's done. I don't know her as a person, but, well... But she's done some horrible, horrible things. Um, Okay, so, anyhow, these are some of the people who are involved in trying to make it so that we just think of 9 11 as some people did something. Okay, now, the uh, 9 11, of course, is the date that radical Islamists, um, with the mastermind uh, of um, Osama bin Laden, attacked America on our home soil. Uh, they The radical Islamist, ter- radical Islamist terrorists hijacked four planes. They crashed them into the Twin Towers, the Pentagon. And thanks to brave passengers who overtook the terrorists on Flight 93, that landed in a Pennsylvania field instead of Washington DC, which was its original target, perhaps the White House. Um, so this year, these politicians have made, have tried even harder to make us forget uh, the anniversary or ignore it. First of all, um, last year, the, white, the Obama-Biden White House uh, refused to bail out the 9-11 Tribute Museum. Now, I think I did a podcast on that. I was pretty, pretty outraged by the whole thing. Um, And here, and I wrote an op ed about it that was published in a number of places, so I will read it to you. The death of the 9-11 Tribute Museum is today's equivalent of the Kitty Genovese murder of 1964. Kitty was raped and murdered outside a building in Queens and although there's a dispute about how many witnessed the attack, uh, it's become known and and called the police. Um, there, there weren't enough who did that. And in fact, she got raped and uh, murdered. And so it's been known in psychological uh, circles as the bystander effect, where everyone thinks that someone else is going to save a person's life, and therefore nobody does it. So many people who could well have afforded a donation to keep the museum afloat um, after the income stream from visitors didn't cover it. Um, Not Okay, let me just sort of summarize this because, because I know we don't have all day. The gist of what I wrote was, um, but yes, you know, like Kitty Genovese, everybody stood by and, and thought that somebody else was going to do it. Same thing happened with the donations to the museum, that not enough people s- stepped up and donated. And of course, the reason why they needed money was because of COVID and lockdowns, and so people weren't allowed to go out or weren't going out um, to museums. So, um, so in any case, they, they got into financial trouble now um nobody reached out i mean not just it, it shouldn't do if enough individuals didn't um donate then certainly there is no reason why either new york or the federal government couldn't give them enough money to keep them afloat like at least for a year for example um and and then you know when when uh, people were coming again to the museum. Now the Tribute Museum. There there were two. There were two museums at the bottom of Manhattan. The 9/11 Tribute Museum, and then there's the National Museum. Now the National Museum is a big museum. It's beautiful. I recommend that you go there. I've been there. It's amazing. But the 9/11 Tribute Museum was also important. It was a smaller museum, and it had a more um, a more cozy <laughs> feel. Because it was it was promoted by it was led by the docents were people who were involved. They were either family members of people who died at in 9-11, or they were people who were first responders or worked on the ground um, to to try to, um, you know, who were looking for for people who had died and were in the rubble and so on. And that that's who I had for um, a tour guide in the museum. And he actually had cancer as did many of the people who helped with the cleanup or with the search um, in the rubble. Uh, A lot of them got cancer, a lot of them. So it's not, you know, people say 3000 people died approximately on 9-11, but really it's a lot more because there are people dying every day who were at ground zero trying to help. Okay, so that's the Tribute Museum. Now, while they didn't pay the Osama, Osama, uh, yes, the Obama Biden White House um, didn't give them any money. And yet, as I was mentioning, I think in my last podcast, they have been sending billions, billions with a B to the Taliban and other terrorist organizations. And yet nothing for the Tribute Museum. Um, And now they have added Uh, They're trying to kill the the National Museum as well, the National September 11th Memorial and Museum. They're trying to kill that as well because um, they are, and this is where the governor, Kathy, uh, comes into play, not just uh, the mayor, but they they are going to have a congestion charge. And um, it's been approved actually on all levels, mayor, governor, federal government. And they want to force visitors to lower Manhattan to pay a twenty three dollars toll. Now, what a coincidence. Now, Manhattan, you know, again, I, I said I was born and bred in, in uh, New York City. And Manhattan has always been crowded, of course, now, now it's a lot more crowded. But um you know, the traffic in Manhattan is always has always been bad. But why do they pick this um if you go below Sixtieth Street? Why did they pick that? Why did they pick lower Manhattan to put a toll on? Well, that's where Ground Zero is, and that's where the remaining museum is. Now, if people have to pay this kind of $23, or you know, they're, they're sort of batting around different amounts, but in, in general, they're thinking about $23, a $23 toll. People aren't going to want to pay that, which means that there are not going to be as many people visiting Ground Zero, and there are not going to be as many people visiting the one museum that is left so they're trying to kill that museum too second uh, atrocious thing that they're doing outrageous thing uh that is a slap in the face of victims heroes and all americans uh biden will be the first united states president since 9 11 to be absent from any of the attack sites where commemorations of the anniversary will be held so in other words Instead of going to Ground Zero, the Pentagon, or even the Pennsylvania field, he will not be at any of these. He will be far, far away in Alaska. (laughs) Now, um, I don't know of any plans afoot by terrorists to um, hit Alaska, although, (laughs) I mean, I think they probably would find it too cold, but um, anything is possible. He's using as a very lame excuse the fact that he has, his schedule is taking him to India and Vietnam. Now, India was a, a meeting. Um, of course, it could have been, could have been, he could have asked for it to be changed, but in any case, but then he's going, not coming right back to America. He's going from India to Vietnam instead of being at one of the sites that generally commemorate the anniversary of 9-11. Now, If this isn't bad enough, and this may be part of the reason why he um, is not coming to one of the general, you know, the attack sites, um, he has, again, when I say he, the Obama Biden White House, because he is the puppet of Obama, and um, they are, um, they have decided to give a plea deal to the terrorists who are left in the in, in the Guantanamo. Um, so those terrorists, they're only they've been letting terrorists go all along uh, when Obama was president and now that Biden is president. They have been letting terrorists um, leave the, the Guantanamo, sending them back to their homeland homeland. And what have these terrorists been doing? They have been continuing to participate in terrorist activities. What a surprise. So now he wants to uh, give them a plea deal. There are five left and, um, or the five that are particularly involved with 9-11. In particular, the man who is considered the principal architect of the 9-11 attacks, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, Um, And then there are four other terrorists associated with him. And so, in other words, these are the worst terrorists in who were in Guantanamo. Um, And so the idea that right before the 22nd anniversary or any anniversary of 9-11, they would um, let go. (laughs) They would give a plea deal to these terrorists. instead of bringing them to trial and, st- and instead of uh, at a trial, there would be information that they would be asked about. So instead of um letting all this information get out that would come out during the trial, they are talking about, and quite frankly, uh, they gave the the they sent a letter to the families of the people who um were killed in in the twin towers. Um, And and told them they were thinking about doing this and giving them up to a certain date to, uh, you know, say how they felt about it. And the the families have sent a letter to Biden and told them that they are outraged. They don't want him to do that. And, um, you know, really, the, the letter was just kind of pro forma because he had decided they had decided Obama and Biden had already decided and anybody else involved there had already decided that that was what they were gonna do. It was just a sort of pretending to give the families uh, some say. Now, needless to say, this could well be part of why Bi- of why Biden doesn't want to come to any of the um, sites of commemoration, especially in New York. Well, okay, I will end this segment here. When we come back, I'm gonna be talking about some other things that are being done to try to make us forget 9-11, not commemorate it, and um, tell you more about some of these things that, uh, the details of some of these things that I was just mentioning. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking about new plots to erase 9-11 from our minds. So I've been talking to you about how last year they killed the Tribute Museum, the 9-11 Tribute Museum, which is such a wonderful museum and such an incredible companion to um, the national September 11th Memorial and Museum. And I was just telling you about how they're trying to kill that one too, by putting this um, toll for people who go into lower Manhattan where ground zero and this one remaining museum are then i was talking about how biden is going to be a no-show because um at the major uh 9-11 commemorations you know which are at the site of the attacks ground zero the pentagon uh, and the pennsylvania field and then i was telling you about why one reason why that might be besides the general sense of you know showing us I mean what is that it just shows us that he doesn't really think this is important he'd rather go to Vietnam or he'd rather be on the beach um so and and so but another additional reason why he's embarrassed to show his face is because of the plea deal that he's giving to Guantanamo terrorists especially the uh, principal architect of the 9-11 attacks Khalid Sheikh Mohammed but wait there's more Mayor Adams has um, pushed the envelope further by um, just in time for 9-11, the anniversary. Uh, He and the NYPD commissioner, Edward Caban, um, they are launching an initiative with loudspeakers to support and facilitate the Islamic call to prayer. He has, they have put loudspeakers or they have allowed the mosques to put loudspeakers so that this call to prayer uh, will blare out, interrupting the peace for over half a mile in each direction every Friday and during Ramadan. Fortunately, they didn't say every day, but it's bad enough. Um, they're not, these mosques are not going to need to have a permit for this. Well, so what could go wrong? For starters, it will trigger PTSD in New Yorkers who every time they hear this will of course remember the terror of 9-11 and it will increase Islamophobia. So it's not really any, um, it really won't help um, Muslims in the long run. I mean, because New Yorkers are gonna be so up in arms about this about having their you know about these loudspeakers blaring this call to prayer and so of course um we need to to ask why is it that uh the obama biden white house is doing this and the people and their friends you know the mayor and the governor and all the other people who are going along with these things are they just so tone deaf that they think that all these moves are acceptable, that Americans won't mind. Um, because it's not, just the, it's not just about the families of the people who were killed in, on 9-11. It's also the, the, um, the heroes of 9-11, the first responders who basically gave their life too because now they're dying of cancer and other related disorders. Um, and all of America, it's really all of us. So why are they doing this? What are their dark motives? You know, they can't possibly be that tone deaf. They just don't want to pay attention to it. So what are the darker motives? To cozy up to terrorists, to get Muslim votes, and to replace 9-11 in our minds by declaring January 6th as the worst terror attack on American soil. They're also trying to get us to think about terrorists not as radical Islamists. In fact, Obama um, refused to allow the CIA and the the different organizations in uh, DC to use the terms radical Islamist. But that's what they were, it was Al-Qaeda and they were, you know, who who perpetrated 9-11 and they were radical Islamists. But let's pretend that they're not according to Obama. Obama is a lot worse than Biden. Biden is just has encroaching dementia And he is a puppet of, it's really all about Obama, who um, as a child went to madrasas where they teach uh, the students that the best thing that you can do in your life is jihad. So um, also they, in addition, they want us to think about terrorists as um, PTA parents and as Republicans and as um, people who they disagree with, basically. Okay, so Biden is going to be skipping nine eleven. now I'm gonna get into some of these things in a little more detail. Um, oh, yes, also, um, and this probably you know mainstream media does not cover all these things. They are really in cahoots and and it is it's so hard to believe or to or to understand why they would be i mean i mean i know there are various political reasons why they are but you would you would have hoped one would have hoped that the media who is supposed to be telling us the news would be telling us about something super important like 9/11 and all of the things related to it like by not being there like the um the uh, terrorists getting plea deals. I mean, yes, it has been in a few assorted uh, places, it, media-wise, but not with the attention that it should be getting. Instead, you know, we, we see pictures of um, of Hollywood stars on the beach or, um, you know, ridiculous stories or, or even Meghan and Harry. And I mean, people are obsessed with that. And just all kinds of um, stories that are far less important than uh, remembering 9-11 and, and in, far less important than what Biden and Obama are doing about to to make us forget 9-11. So for example, um, Biden Obama-Biden actually robbed 9-11 families in court, and they transferred the money to the Taliban. So that's another thing that. Um, that they did sort of somewhat behind the scenes i mean certainly you didn't hear about it um okay so let's see yeah now the thing about going to alaska as opposed to new york city or one of the other sites um he he, It's the people who he will be with in Alaska, you know, supposedly commemorating 9-11 anniversary, will be personnel, you know, a a base in Alaska, the military, and they are not allowed to show their true feelings um, for, you know, towards Biden for what what he has done, for example, you know, giving the terrorists a plea deal and so on. So as compared to people, let's say, at Ground Zero in New York who are outraged, he knows already that they're outraged. Um. So the families of the victims have um, demanded a trial. They they want information particularly about Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia's involvement, which apparently um, Obama and Biden want to, to, um, to hide. But most of the terrorists of 9-11 were uh, either from Saudi Arabia or Um, sort of provided money and provided resources and so on um, to contribute to the 9-11 attack so so the families are you know the families wrote a letter complaining and um, and you know I'm sure they would have loved fighting to Ground, which is the biggest commemoration, usually. And, um, you know, (laughs) I don't know, maybe he was afraid they were going to throw tomatoes at him or something. Um, So let's see here. Now, um, just to, to talk a little more about the loudspeakers, Mayor Adams to honor 9 11 anniversary by unleashing mosque loudspeakers across New York City Um, now New York City apparently is becoming overrun with mosques and there's even an official city guide to the best terror mosques to visit while you're in the city Uh, now Mayor Adams is going further and like I said he and the police commissioner Now, the thing is, it's one thing to have mosques, um, mosques, you know, have a call to prayer, a relatively quiet call to prayer, but these loudspeakers are going to amplify it. Massive loudspeaker systems. Now in Minneapolis, Minneapolis was the first city to allow the call to jihad to be amplified at all hours. New York City is the second. I mean, do you see how outrageous that is? New York City, the site of the biggest terror attack, the biggest, um, the biggest, um, what, killed and injured, um, they are going to be the second. Now, now, Minneapolis has a lot of Muslims, and particularly, um, a lot of those in power in, in governmental offices. Um, and so it actually got started uh, in. In in Dearborn, Michigan. Well, I guess Minneapolis was the first city to allow the culture jihad to be amplified at all hours. New York is the second, but um, there it had started in Dear Dear. Dearborn, Michigan, in the late 70s, now this is before 9-11, of course, before the city was overrun and fell. Now this is a quote. Local residents have complained, um, this is in Dearborn, Michigan, that they can hear the chants a half mile away and that the noise bothers them. One neighbor has filed a complaint against three mosque officials, charging them with violating the city's noise ordinance. The purpose of the call is to have the people hear it and some obey, uh, said one of the mosque leaders. If the people don't hear it, we have no purpose of it. No one can quiet it down. No one has the authority to quiet quiet it down. Now, this 90-second call to prayer is referred to as the azan, and it's normally broadcast at 5.30 a.m., twice in the afternoon and twice in the evening. Now, apparently, at least for the loudspeakers in New York, I guess they're starting slow, That it's only going to be on Fridays and Ramadan. Um, okay, now, oh, here's another insult. Biden regime State Department makes no mention of 9-11 on International Day of Remembrance for terror victims. I, I mean, it is it. You, I hope you're realizing it, it is in so many different ways and so widespread. This is this is not by accident. Um, so. There's an International Day of Remembrance and tribute to the victims of terrorism. And, you know, it was assumed that it wasn't going to, I mean, they, because of, uh, they know what the Obama-Biden administration is like, they knew that um, it the, the perpetrators of terrorism would not be mentioned, because they're trying to hide that. But uh, the Biden, Obama-Biden went further, and they made no mention of 9-11. Now, this is on the International Day of Remembrance for Terrorism, terror victims, no mention of 9-11 or any terrorist attacks that were carried out against Americans. Instead, what they wrote was, what the Obama-Biden administration wrote was, quote, we pay solemn tribute to those who lost their lives in terrorist attacks and we will never forget the victims of terrorism or stop our pursuit of justice and peace. Notice, not pursuit of terrorists, not pursuit of radical Islamists, not pursuit of Al Qaeda and ISIS and the Taliban. No, no, justice and peace. Um, he is also this administration has also been financing Islamic terror through Iran. Um, and then I was mentioning about he ro- how he robbed terror victims. So. Um, This is a quote, on the same day as Biden's executive order, reserving 3.5 billion for the terrorists, his Justice Department filed a statement of interest in court, arguing that the judgment for the victims of terrorism was too large, and that actually turning over the money to them would interfere with the Biden administration's foreign policy in Afghanistan. So giving money to the victims of terrorism and their families would interfere with the Biden administration's foreign policy in Afghanistan, making friends with the Taliban and all the, notice they didn't even say just the Taliban, uh, uh, um, Afghanistan, all three terrorist organizations are there. Getting, I hope you're getting angry <laughs> because this is all pretty outrageous. When we come back, I will tell you more about um, what is happening and why, for example, why we are more vulnerable to terrorists now than on the original 911. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the terrorist therapist show. Where we're talking today about new plots to erase 9/11 from our minds, slaps in the face of victims, heroes, and all Americans. So last year, and you can find it um, wherever you get podcasts, <laughs> you know, wherever you get my the Terrorist Therapist show, let's say, or at least um, I know what one place for sure where you can find it, which is RenegadeTalkRadio.com. Um, and last year uh, in the, in my September 5th 2022 podcast i called it 10 reasons we're more vulnerable to terrorists now than on 9/11 and really pretty much all those reasons are still are still present um, and in fact even worse we you know for a lot of reasons it's even worse so um, I said in the description, most Americans would like to believe that there will never be another 9-11, that radical Islamist terrorists no longer envision attacking and overtaking America and instituting Sharia law. But in fact, terrorists are more determined and more able to do this today than they were on September 11th, 2001. And yet every anniversary 9-11 is downplayed more and more so in this podcast, I talked about the 10 most significant reasons why we're in greater danger. Um, and my first reason is with uh, how politically motivated efforts to make us forget 9-11 are exacerbating our natural instinct to push painful memories of that day aside. So what I'm talking about is, you know, we have a natural instinct, our our brain our mind um was actually equipped came equipped with a um something that helps us uh push unpleasant memories into our unconscious so like it could be any kind of unpleasant memory any unpleasant memory you had as a child for example let's say you were bullied or let's say a parent died or your parents got divorced, or whatever it was, some unpleasant memory. Uh, from. It doesn't have to be from childhood. It could, you know, when you were fired, or when, you know, as you, you know, when you grow up, it could be other um, mem- bad memories when you grow up, painful memories from when you, you grow up as well. So we are naturally um, destined to try to push these, memories, these painful memories into our unconscious so that we don't have to always be aware of them consciously. Okay. And so 9 of course, is one of those bad memories, painful memories. And so naturally, we want to push those memories down. You know, if we had to think about 9-11 every day, <laughs> um, you know, that would it's very painful. However. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not trying to tell you to think about 9-11 every single day, um, but certainly to keep it in your mind to some degree in the, in the sense that um, uh, we need to, we well, we need to understand how forgetting about 9-11 puts us in grave danger, keeps us in grave danger. So so what I'm saying is we need to kind of always have it in the back of our mind um, you know, not necessarily the painful part, but we're always honoring it, always understanding that this threat exists. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, uh, um, The I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, We we have to remember, we have to remember the most important part is remembering that um, we have to be on guard that that we that terrorists have not gone away. That the only reason why we have not had as many terrorist attacks, you know, as we were having at one time, um, is because of of uh, uh, COVID and the lockdown and so on. So people weren't gathering in places like at concerts and things like that where where terrorists attacked and even on streets. i uh, talking about on streets. You know, I did a tweet today. <laughs> I'm doing a countdown to 9 11 on my Twitter account. And um, every day I bring up something new about 9 11 and about why we need to remember it or about something related to terrorism, you know, to show people that yes, that yes, uh, we still need to be aware. This hasn't, this threat hasn't gone away. And so today um, I put up an article about uh, Manchester in the UK. I actually went to Manchester when my book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror, won um, an award in London, the London Book Festival Award. So I not only went to London, but I went to Manchester because that was the site of a huge terror attack at a concert. And so, and I gave, I donated the books to the library and so on. So what they are doing now in uh, Manchester, is th- this has just happened. They are putting up barriers in the streets and particularly in this one area where um, there are a lot of like clubs and so on. So where there are a lot of people there, not late at night, you know, where there are, where there are big crowds. And I'm sure they're gonna be putting it like in other places too. But, but my point is, and the reason why I posted it is, It was because we can't forget that they are still out there and that they have not given over the the plan of taking over the West, enacting Sharia law and um, having, you know, having us bow down to these these laws, which are, you know, as you probably have seen, you know, women, of course, are um, have to wear masks have to, have to wear masks yes it is a kind of mask but not, not a covid mask <laughs> covid is on my mind um, have to wear veils and have to wear long long dresses and and you know have to cover up and um, and lots of other you know you can't well first of all of course they kill gays and lesbians um, there are lots of other you're not supposed to drink i mean there are lots of different rules some worse than others So you would not want to live under Sharia law is my point. Okay, now, um, what else was part of these 10 most significant reasons? Uh, The surrender in Afghanistan has emboldened terrorists. It's become a Petri dish for Taliban, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda to flourish. Biden's cognitive decline, his encroaching dementia. These are all things that are making us more vulnerable to nine, another 9-11 attack or just terrorist attacks in general. Then of course, unvetted Afghans, 80,000 of them were flown into the US uh, when the debacle of the surrender in Afghanistan happened. Then border crossers from the Southern border, from Mexico and even the Northern border. And there are many of them are on the terrorist watch list and they have gotten across the borders. Now, you know, you can only imagine that the people, the, um, the border patrol um, who have caught these people and then found that they were on the terrorist watch list. If, if these are the ones they've caught, certainly the majority they have not caught. Um, then also with Iran, Biden is trying to make friends with Iran, really that's Obama who um, bowed down in Iran when he was president. Then our military is weakened by wokeness and vaccine mandates, so they are less able to recruit new troops. And meanwhile, the terrorist organizations are recruiting in droves. They particularly used the lockdowns when people were on online to um, increase their recruitment numbers. So t- the terrorists are increasing recruitment, and our military is decreasing or has <laughs> is, is having great trouble finding recruits. Um, instead, they're calling, you know, they're trying, the Obama-Biden White House is trying to direct our attention to domestic terrorists like PTA parents and January 6th trespassers. So um, you can look that up, look up that um, that podcast from last year to hear more about that. And just to sort of underline this, um, just you know i was talking about like border crossers well um the fbi is investigating a human smuggling network that is helping move uzbek migrants across the border and they discovered that at least one of the smugglers has connections to isis so the Border Patrol agents caught more than a dozen Uzbek nationals earlier this year who crossed the border from Mexico and they were released into the US by the Biden administration to pursue asylum claims. Well, what does that mean? You think they're going to be found again once they um, disappear into America? Um, officials are working to identify and assess, quote unquote, all these migrants. I mean, you know, it, they're in America already. I mean, it's a little late to start trying to um, uh, to, to, try, to try to try gathering them up. And I mean, that's that one uh, man who was a smuggler. But there are people on the terrorist watch list who have been coming across the borders from for since Biden came into office. Um, So here's another story about FBI scrambling to track migrants who entered U.S. with help of ISIS-linked smuggler. More than a dozen Uzbek nationals who sought asylum. Um, So they're trying to identify them, blah, 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 and trying to um, assure us that, oh, we'll find them. Don't worry about it. Um, Then... There are, there are. Uh, there's another story about 65 jihadis identified as national security risks were granted entry into the U.S. after the fall of Afghanistan. Um, they were led into the U.S. Now these are these are known 65 known Afghan terrorists. Okay, this has nothing to do with the 80,000 Afghans. Some of whom were our friends because they helped the troops and so on, Um, and and some of whom are undoubtedly terrorists who squeezed in who got in because there wasn't good vetting so. um, So they know that uh, at least at least at least 65 jihadis are identified, those are the ones who are identified as national security risks as compared to the other jihadis who weren't identified as national security risks. Um, quote, militants who left fingerprints on IEDs meant to kill Americans in Afghanistan and a prisoner freed by the Taliban were among more than 65 terrorists allowed into the United States after the catastrophic withdrawal. Most of them could still be roaming around the country and the government cannot track them down. <laughs> of course not. So as as we speak, as I speak and you listen, Um, Of course, there could be countless terrorist cells in America um, with all of these various people, all of the ways that these people got in. Now, here's an example of. um, It's not even uh, this is the title of this story is U.S. Army Private Converts to Islam Plots to Blow Up New York City's 9-11 Memorial. So this is about a man um and and yes it's a, it's about there's a steady stream of converts to islam who engage in or attempt to engage in violent jihad so this is about um a u.s army private 22 years old his name is cole james bridges and he's from Stowe, ohio he's also known as cole gonzalez and he um is 22 years old he pled guilty to trying to help isis kill soldiers in the middle east american soldiers or um you know people western soldiers in the middle east and blow up let me start that again to make it clear terrorist amongst the troops u.s army private 22 pleads guilty to trying to help isis kill soldier soldiers in the Middle East and blow up New York City's 9-11 Memorial, but was actually talking to an FBI agent. So this man, he was arrested in January, 2021, but he just pled guilty um, in, in June, this past June. Uh, he was arrested in Georgia after speaking to an undercover FBI agent that he thought was a member of ISIS. He was talking to him online about plots to blow up the 9-11 Memorial, and attack service members in the Middle East. In other words, since he was a service member, he was helping um, ISIS, Um, he was telling ISIS how to ambush uh, his fellow soldiers. And he joined the army in September, 2019. He was assigned as a cavalry scout at Fort Stewart. Um, Then he was with the 3rd Infantry Division out of Georgia and that's when he thought he was communicating online with with a terrorist, but it was an FBI agent. Um, he provided detailed instructions on tactics and manuals and advice about attacking the memorial and other targets in New York City. Uh, see what I what I was saying? Um, another nine eleven. I mean, okay, he was not going to come from the sky, but he's planning some way to attack. Um, He began researching online propaganda and he was communicating and since since October 2020 he was communicating with the undercover FBI agent uh, posing who was posing as an ISIS supporter and he was um giving him instructions on how to how ISIS can attack U.S. forces serving in the Middle East and he diagrammed specific military maneuvers to maximize the lethality of the attacks. So he's telling ISIS how to kill the most US servicemen. And he sent uh, this this man who he thought was ISIS, but was FBI, uh, a video of himself in body armor, standing before a flag often used by ISIS fighters and making a gesture symbolic of support for ISIS. And then he sent a second video And he used a voice manipulator to narrate a propaganda speech in support of the anticipated ambush by ISIS on US troops. Uh, He also told them how to fortify an ISIS encampment to repel an attack by US special forces. I mean, so we have traitors within our own military. Fortunately, that is really the minority uh, most of our military is, are brave and um, and sacrifice a lot. So here's, um, let me just end with uh, ways to mark September 11th in New York City. There are things that, there are some events happening. Thank goodness that some people are keeping up with the events, uh, even though Biden won't be there. There's the tribute in light, which are these two beams of light that represent the twin towers that go up the night of 9-11. There is, of course, the 9-11 Memorial and Museum that I was talking about. Um, That's closed on 9-11 itself, but it's open during the week before and after. There's also the New York City Fire Museum. That is where I had one of my launches for my book. There is the New York City um, New York City Museum of 9-11 Memorial. Oh, well, yes, in, that's right, in the Fire Museum, which is where I had my uh, first launch of my terrorism book nine, of Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, um, they have a room, uh, a 9-11 Memorial room, which is really uh, heartbreaking, really important. Then there's the Never Forget 9-11 Memorial Concert, that's put on by the Schiller Institute, New York City Chorus and the Bergen Symphony Orchestra. Um, there's the Table of Silence Project for 9-11, which is a free performance at Lincoln Center, uh, where there is dancers and there are there's music. Um, they create a peace labyrinth. Then there's the Daffodil Project, which is where um, you can get free daffodil bul- bulbs that you can plant um, if you contribute to their project, and there have been 10 million bulbs planted so far, and so they say that the daffodil project is the largest living memorial to 9/11. So thank God for all of these people who are not who are und- undeterred. Um, okay. Also, if you uh, um, you know, you, as I was starting to say earlier, that you certainly there are simpler things that you can do if you can't travel to, to New York City or to any of the attack sites, you, you can do simple things. You can, number one, you can tell them about your experience of 9-11. How did you feel? Where were you? How did you find out about it? Uh, make, it make it real for them. Then of course, you can show them movies. There are tons of movies online um, and I'm sure they're gonna be showing them, you know, on television stations too. Uh, about 9-11 like flight 93 and just a a whole bunch of different movies so you can have uh, you and your uh, it's not just for kids (laughs) you and and your friends and your family can watch these things Um, and as I was saying earlier you can you can go to your place of worship you can say prayers for the families of the victims and for the uh, first responders you can um, as I was saying plant Plant a bush, plant a flower, plant a daffodil, and uh, you know, and and say a prayer over that for the families and for the first responders and so on. It's just doing something. You don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to do something grand. It's just something where um, uh, where you are showing that you are thinking that you know, it's mainly thinking about this. Because the point is that if we don't keep this in our mind and don't keep remembering that there is this threat out there, um, and, and then we won't do anything about it. And instead, we'll continue to let our officers, you know, put loudspeakers um, that will project the calls to prayer, um, that will take money from the families that will give money to the Taliban and other terrorist organizations, give money to Iran. All of these things are happening now. Like it's not too late to, we, we need to elect people in important positions in government who aren't gonna do these kinds of things. Now, of course, um, there's always, you can always get my book. Oh, um, you can go to my website, which is terrorist therapist. Dot com www.terroristtherapist.com and besides being able to buy my book lions and tigers and terrorists oh my how to protect your child in a time of terror you can also watch the video that is going to be on the uh mobile billboard going around new york and washington dc so if you're not going to be in those areas you can still watch the video on my website terrorist therapist Dot com. Please do something and pass it on to your children uh, as well. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, your terrorist therapist. Kids.com. terrorism the number four kids.com i'm dr carol your terrorist therapist thank you for listening to the terrorist therapist show on renegade talk radio with your host dr carol we hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer more resilient and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror you can also check out past shows on renegade talk archives for more insights